Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 252. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tower, helping dealers move more iron. For the past 100 years, for more information, go to axontire.com. You know what? Today, I lost my knife. I can't find it anywhere. Your pocket knife? Yeah. Was it a Alliance Tire branded pocket knife? No, but that would be awesome. I tell you what, if you want one of those, you should go to marketing at axontire.com and they will give you for free, totally for free, they'll give you an, they'll give you an Alliance Tire branded pocket knife. Right on. That's fantastic. I mean, so if you're like... You want to like walk around with some steel in your pocket? Right. <laughs> That's the best thing that you get one for free. <clears throat> so go to Axon Tire. I'm sorry, go to marketing at axontire.com and they will send you a free pocket knife from Alliance Tire. Um, give them your details. Tell them the Moving Iron Podcast sent you and check that. Jesse and the gang will send you over a brand new pocket knife that you can have in your pocket to open letters or anything you want. Whittle something. Yeah. You could try to maybe make a rocking chair out of a log. You could. You could. So check that out. If you're looking for something like that, get the folks over there at Axon Tire, a uh, email at marketing.axontire.com to get that awesome pocket knife. You can also go to Valley Transportation, and they've been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs at Valley Transportation. Our goal is to help you reach yours. And finally, no matter how you buy your ag equipment, how do you like to buy your ag equipment? Dealer, auction, or a private party? All three. Really? I mean, it's, all, it's a solid mix, right? It is. Okay. But if you like to do that, go to agdirect.com, and you can even apply online at agdirect.com, and they can help you with all your financing options, no matter what you're looking for, right? Very quick, very easy. Very quick, very easy. If you want a, if you want a six-month note or a 27-year note, I'm just kidding about that. That's a joke. <laughs> That's a joke. Two or seven. Two or seven. <laughs> if you're looking for something like that, or looking at their amazing different lease options, if you're into that, check that out at agdirect.com, and you can get all your financing options there. So go to agdirect.com for all your leasing and financing needs of your ag equipment through a dealer auction or a private party. So make sure you check that out. Aaron Fennell is back here with me, co-host extraordinaire, to talk about what's going on. Extraordinaire. I mean, that's Certified. Certified. Absolutely. You didn't have to take a test or anything. Nope. You know, you just know, happened. Just happened. Here you go. Bam, I'm done. It's definitely one of those cool things. So, Aaron and I have been, we've known each other for how long? Oh, man. 10 years, 15 years now? 10 well, years. when did you first come out here? Let's see, 2006, mm, 2009. So, 2009, started working out here. Okay. So, we've, we sort of knew each other then. I was the uh, evil use equipment guy that was yeah. messing up all your deals. The you asshole. Know? Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then, uh, and that Dave is why it gets the little black E. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I started doing this in 2000. I came out to 21st Century Club in 2009. And it was a – I started building these equipment department, right? And there were plenty of guys ahead of me that had done laid a lot of groundwork ahead of me. And what I was really good at was diving into the nuts and bolts of the used equipment process, right? right. Understanding trade cycles, washout cycles, doing all those kind of things and trying to figure out where we were headed because we were in an incredible upswing in the marketplace. Things were on fire. We were selling more new, new equipment than we, we could possibly do, generate all this used equipment behind it. And we weren't selling used equipment because we weren't focusing on it. We were selling, weren't selling a lot of used equipment because everybody had so much money that they were buying a lot of new equipment, right? And we had this used equipment issue. And I was sitting in my office one day thinking about how in the world are we going to possibly move this stuff in this, in this marketplace, in this area that we cover, with our sales guys that we cover, and I started thinking back to my, my full equipment days and working with you know, the guy like Ryan Brule and all these different guys that I worked with, watching what they do. And it dawned on me, hey, you know what? We need to figure out how to build our network of dealers that we're working with. Start going through the motions of how are we going to functionally you know, trade our whatevers for their whatevers, you know, trade their problem for our problem, and their problem is not a problem to us, so we're, we're trying to figure our way through this. And I started thinking through that, and I'm like, this is not the Cat Challenger word anymore. I don't have 32 dealers to work with. <laughs> right. right. I've got, I've got 3,000 dealers to work with, right? And I'm trying to figure that whole thing out. And so I went to my boss at the time, Scott Hill at the time, and I was like, hey, I got this plan. I got this idea. I've seen it work before because it's you know, where I came from. And what I need to find is a guy that can be just solely focused on selling used equipment. Not evaluating, not worrying about washout cycles, not trying to guess where the market's going to go, just functionally one deal at a time trying to figure this thing out. And he looked at me, he's like, well, that's your job. I'm like, I hear you. <laughs> You're right, it is my job. But here's, here's, the function, here's the functional steps that I think why we need to do that. I, I laid it all out and put it in, you know, and he looked at me, he's like, you know what? Good idea. I like where you're going from. I got the perfect guy for you. I go, great. Let's get this guy on the phone. Let's talk to him. He's like, nope. He's in Alliance. And his name's Aaron Fennell. And I go, that fucking guy? I don't want that. Are you, are you serious right now? <laughs> he was like, uh, he's like, yeah. Aaron Fennell is a guy that he is a, he's a, he's a, he sells a lot of stuff. He loves selling used equipment and he's an equipment nerd. And I go, Neither one of those things are what I'm looking for. <laughs> so we sat there, we went through the thing, and and I think we were at a was it a customer appreciation, a customer meeting, or a yeah, it was like it was customer appreciation rolled into was that the planners? I don't remember track what it was. tractors. I don't remember what it was. I don't know something. But there was we had we these, were presenters for some piece of machinery. Yeah. And we were sitting at this table, so I get him, I pull him to the side, and I'm like, hey, man, I got this idea. Um, here's what it is. And in typical Casey fashion, I got my pen out, and there's these paper, <laughs> yeah. paper tablecloths. And I'm, like, drawing all over the table, like, doing this different stuff. And, like, here's what we're doing. Here's what it looks like, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's a, it's a long road to get to where you're at, building your network and those kind of things. But I go, I did it back here with this small little microcosm of the world. 
And I, I've, I've kind of built that a little bit of that here, but I don't have time to functionally focus on all those kind of things right. and do the other stuff that we need to have done. No, here's the deal. I want to test this with you, and here's what we're going to do. And so we started going down this path and you know, whatever, 2009 to 2022 now. It's, uh, you know, we're, what, 11, 13, 12 years in this still now? Right? So 10, yeah, yeah 12 years. 12 no. Year. Yeah, because 10 was the first year. Yeah, so 2010 was the first year. And it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was very much a, a learning curve for, for all of us. And Everybody. You know what I mean? Because it was, but, I'm not like, saying like this didn't exist before, like we've invented something that never existed right. before. But at the time, when that was going on, there were like, there were plenty of guys that were quote unquote remarketing managers. Right. right? And how they fit in that spectrum was varied, you know. Some guys were like, I do the evaluations, but I also have like 15 farmers I call on type of thing. Right. And then you had the guys that were like, all I do is evaluations. And there's some guys that are like, you know, I do the evaluations and wholesale everything too. And and then there were some guys like that were just strictly focused on the process. And at the time, my, where I was at in that mix was I was kind of in the middle of all that. I was, I didn't have to call on any end user, any farmers, right. but I... All I, the rest I, of it, though. I wholesaled a little bit. I focused on the process. You know, I did all that stuff. <coughs> Which is funny. By the way, I never knew that Scott said that. Yeah. That's fantastic. That was him, yeah. And you're lucky he was your fan because I'm a no. <laughs> uh, uh, like our boss, boss. Really? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I got it. I got it. But uh, no, that's wild. That that is cool. So we we started doing this in 2010, and that was that f- February time frame, if I remember right. Nope. It wasn't right after the first year. But I'm saying like when we sat down and had the had the, the powwow. No, when we went to lunch and everything that day. Was that, that was that the first of the year? That was the day I said yes. Was that but we day. but the day I was drawn on the Oh, paper. that was like October of oh nine. Okay. All right. All right. So we done yeah, okay, that's right. And you were like uh because I remember you were you told me you're like, Yep, yeah, I'm all in, man. I love this. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Everything right. he was but I'm still gonna keep my my twenty customers and that I call on. I'm like, No, you're not, dude. <laughs> and, and you're you're like, like, yeah, man, I'm, I mean I'm keeping these guys. I'm doing this. I'm keeping these 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 twenty customers. And I, and I said, uh I said, man, I'll tell you what, here's the deal. When you're out chasing planters or chasing combines or chasing air drills or whatever it is, that's also peak season for you to be selling those things to other dealers. Right. I go, so here's the deal. I will let. There's a transition period that if any any sales job is always a transition period. But I, here's the thing: I go. This spring is your last spring to have <laughs> any farmers as you're calling on, right? And you're like, oh, whatever. This isn't going to work, man. And I go, I promise you, man, you're going to be more busy than you could obvi- than than you've ever been. Oh, yeah. In the field. Now, I remember you looked at me and you were like, "There's no possible way that I could be busier than I am right now." And lo and behold, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, you know, it's it's a different kind of busy though, right? Oh yeah, it's never, yeah. I mean, li- almost literally never physical, right? Unfortunately, yeah. But 
It is, yeah, I mean, you might be putting out a fire at 9 o'clock at night on something in Illinois. Right. You know? Right. Shit that was supposed to be fixed. I'll get a hold of parts, see if I can get a hold of somebody and look it up, see if we have one or somebody's got one and ship it. You know, stuff like that. So it's, which is similar to the other thing because your local guy's going to call you. But it's, it's also... Well, if our store has it, and then that's also your parts guy, and you know, versus all he knows is me here, right? You know, yeah, exactly that type of deal. Yep. And and it's it's so different. The you know the dealer to dealer stuff is just mm-hmm. night and day different. Yep. Yep. That was uh that whole kind of trying to spin that. So I was trying to model what we have, what we were doing off of what I knew. Right? right. And good, bad, or otherwise, that's all I knew. Right. right. So I was trying to sit there. I'm like, this is what I know works. I've seen it work. And I know this, this absolutely will work. I just have to get buy-in from everybody around me because what I'm asking people to do here is thousand percent different than what, right. Than what we're doing right now. Right. Right. Up until, I'd gotten there, with the exception of a few people. It was very much a, you know, a guy that was that was really looking at trying to grow and build the auction market and trying to grow these things and do those kind of things. Yeah, and do all those things. The 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 the, the drilling into this is how you need to price stuff, how you need to grow things, how what the market right. need to look like based on. The, I don't see those processes weren't there, but they weren't they weren't readily used, right? I mean, it was Correct. just kind of like we're trying to make a deal happen. And that's we're going to do whatever we can. Yeah, and it was it was I, I, one of my fondest memories early on in, in this deal. So I, I'm like I'm like two and a half months in, and remember we used to have those those sales meetings at the recon center. Yep, yep. And we're sitting in there, and I'm I'm you know doing my thing or whatever. And Aaron, you were working on a ninety six twenty, I think, if I remember right. 9620, and you walk up to me, and you're like, hey, dude, I need some more money at 9620. Great. You know, because I'm always a plus or minus 10 guy, you know what I mean? Like, you, right. I, I'm not that awesome, right? But it's if I'm within, we're within 10,000 bucks, all right? So let's, right. let's talk about it. And you're like, I need I need like 40 grand in this, more in this 9620. And I'm like, what? So we sit down, I pop oh. open the laptop, we're going through the deal, and I go, okay, so... And this is this is like months before any of this right. had even come up. Right. And I'm looking at it and and I go, uh I go, help me understand. I go, so you want to put as much in it as retail price. <laughs> and and you go, you go, yeah, but you understand, like my guy over here is doing this right here, and I can trade this over here, and I can move these three things, and I'm gonna sell this deal over here on the backside, then I'm gonna make ten grand. I go, sir, so you're gonna do all of that and only make ten grand. And you're like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, I'm gonna sell four or five pieces, make two, three thousand dollars. You do. I go totally fine with all that, but I'm not putting forty grand more. <laughs> and you look at me with this look on your face, like, what an asshole, dude. Like, well, who do you think you are right. telling me? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Telling me I can't do that. And <clears throat> dude, there, there was. It's so funny where we are today because there was times early on I would not have. I wouldn't have given you a glass of water if you were on fire, man. <laughs> oh, I'd get so pissed at you. And every, as you were mentioning, doing some wholesaling, 
every time I'd see that come through, I'd be like, oh, son of a bitch. I'd be so pissed off because I love that part, mm-hmm. you know. I worked with a handful of wholesalers, and I had a couple dealers that I, by accident, had sold stuff to and stayed in touch with, you yeah. know, and that kind of thing. So anytime you would do something, I'm like, Ugh. so actually when you mentioned that no galala that night, I was like, God, where's a pen? Let's get this going. <laughs> that was such a was such a crazy road to how we got here. So 2010 comes around, you come on full board, you you finish out that spring with those those select group of customers that you've got. Um, no, I did the whole year. You finished out the whole year. Yep. Okay, so you finished out. So 2011, your first full yep. time the dungeon, the dungeon days, right? And we go into the dungeon, and and the dungeon was the uh, we got a we have a so in Bridgeport we've got a we got a the dealership you know we got the actual dealership site, but we got a place downtown that was actually an old case dealership, international, international. Okay, international dealership. 50 years ago, right? Yeah. And it's got a big shop, and, and they transform part of the front into a, a training center to where you can do different stuff with that. But there was an office in there, the old service manager's office. And I was, my wife brought this up to me the other day because she, every once in a while, she'd come over and we'd go eat lunch or whatever, and she'd come in there. And this, this, this area, we had two desks. Two full size desks with a, with a filing cabinet filing in, between. Cabinet in between. And my desk touched the wall, yeah. and your desk almost touched the wall. It's just open, like you get the door open, right. right? So we had this, and then behind us we had a whole like a uh, a like a credenza thing, a credenza type thing in the back. We had that little mini fridge, right? right? So and shelves and shelves of tractors, <laughs> shelves of tractors, and I'm thinking make we had a welcome. Remember that welcome mat we had, <laughs> right? <laughs> Open the door, and he had this welcome mat sitting in there. So, so I get we get Aaron and I get in there, and, and we we start kind of walking through this thing and trying to figure this whole thing out. And up into that, we had we had merged with a with another dealership, yep. KJ at the time, and we were going through all of that <coughs> uproar and what right. that was going on there, and we we're trying to make things happen and 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 do some creative things and and look outside the box and. We had so many stumbling blocks along the way. Oh, yeah. So many stumbling blocks along the way. Well, it was so Greek to everybody. Yeah. It was so out of the box of, yeah. of culture at the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it, I, I, remember, I remember going like, okay, dude. Well, in the country, there there was. There that, on the ag side, there wasn't that many people, right? right? I was trying to model this after what I saw happen on the construction side of the business and, and how that whole thing worked and what that looked like. And... And it, and even though I was on the ag side, right, uh, fully, it was very much, very much, um, the same structure, right? right. Very much the same structure. I watched one guy do something, and it worked for him, and it did not work for me like it worked for him, right? Right. It just did not work the same. But it was the same principles, you know. That you could you could base your things around and yep. build those principles around. I remember watching him go from he had the same thirty two dealers that I had, right. right? But they all wanted, you know, they were trading wheel loaders and excavators and yep. motor graders, and you you know you run right down the line. Uh, and I'm like, this thing's 
freaking like, what are you doing? I'm just going to get on the phone and call. And I just, you know, it just wasn't the same. Right. right. And so when I, my vision was, hey, man, I'm going to come here and I'm going to do the exact same thing, but with John Deere. And it's going to be a whole different, I mean, holy shit, it's going to be, yep. I'm gonna, it's going to be epic. And it wasn't. It was not the same. Like, it was like, you're talking to ABC guy in of a 15-store dealership at one particular location. That's one sales guy there. Right. And you're like, hey, man, I'm talking to me. What kind of deal can you give me on this? Hell, yeah, well, a retail price is whatever. <laughs> right. I hear you. Awesome. Great. <laughs> what can I buy it for? You know what I mean? Like, try to do the whole wholesale thing, you know? Yep. And working through all of that, going through all of that situation, going into that, that 2010 year, The one thing, if, if you've never worked with Aaron, you never dealt with Aaron, Aaron works at the speed of light, right? <laughs> so it, it's a very much a, it happens quick, which is why he's so good at what he does, right? It's the speed of transaction, the speed of getting things from point A to point B. Except in the last <laughs> two years, but, eight, 18 months. Well, that's, that's because of, of just lack of availability. That's not because. Well, or everything is late. Mm-hmm. So, so pushing through all that stuff through, there was there was one time where, okay, Aaron's farm kid grew up on a farm and loves being an equipment guy. Like, <laughs> if there's anything, very anything true. that that if you wanted to put your your thumb on one thing that you could say that defines Aaron Fennel, that's being an equipment guy. Right? Yep. We'd be. I remember we'd be driving down the road and he'd be like, "Oh God, look at that over there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Rome disc, dude. Awesome. <laughs> High five, you know. And so going through this whole kind of setup and what this whole thing looked like, that first year I was like, okay, dude, here's the deal. Okay, we've got to we gotta mindfully go through our inventory and 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 mine out the things that we have to get rid of. That's right. priority one. Priority two is the things that we need to sort of get rid of. And priority three is, hey, we just trade for this. And even though we know it's wrong, <laughs> you got to let us sit here for a minute. You're at, there was a, a, group of, a, a group of machines that came through. I don't remember what it was. Oh, some of those six hours or so that came from, from uh, the Mormon deal, right? <laughs> and, and we had those things come in, and we were sitting there, and I was, I was like, here's a preliminary list. Take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, because like everybody above me was in a meeting. Yeah, and I go, here's a preliminary list. I'm not saying that any of this is right yet. All I'm saying is start taking a look at it because I feel like we need to burn about, you know, seven or eight of these tractors right off the bat because, you know, there was like 40 right. or whatever, whatever the number was, 22 or whatever the number right. was. And they were all the exact same thing. I go, I kind of feel like there's about eight of these that we need to get and disperse of right away, but don't do anything until you hear from <laughs> That whole last part of don't do anything to you hear from me thing totally did not register in your head. And you're at Husker Harvest Days. And I call you on the phone. And I'm like, where are you at right now? And he's like, you are. And, and he was like, just just happy as shit. I was like, you sell those, you sell those tractors? And he said, yeah, man. I sold like nine of them. This is great. I go, what did I tell you not to do yet? I cannot tell you enough. <laughs> Damn it, man! <laughs> so that was that was our first uh, that was our first like real serious 
oh, yeah. mess up. Like, that was one of those deals where we were like... Like, I figured when I got back, I should probably start <laughs> seeing the old customers again. <laughs> so, that was... Like, that whole year was such a learning curve for every one of us, right? Because yep. we were trying to figure out what we couldn't do, what we couldn't do, when we could do it, when we couldn't do it. And it wasn't lack of leadership from, from our management. Oh, no. It was just like... Like so many points of information coming out at the same time, yeah. And we were trying to make a decision on that stuff. So, fast forward to 2011, Aaron Fennel and I, you know, we were trying to figure out. And like, my deal was, you know, we need to work in the same building together. Like, we tried that for one year and trying to get a hold of you, you trying to get a hold of right. me. It was just a back and forth thing. I go, if we could work in the same building, it'd be great. Well, we didn't have space, but we had this, this old service manager's office right, right away. And just to kind of put it in perspective, like, so you think about, like, two regular, like, those old school metal desks like you would see from the 80s, right? Yep. Two of those with a filing cabinet, five-drawer filing cabinet in the middle. Yep. All the way across, just enough room to, like, scoot your seat back. (laughs) Yeah. Or you, if you scoot all the way back, like, you want to Because I remember, like, leaning back on my chair. And like hitting the thing behind. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like we were doing like, that. hey, scoot up, I'm coming through. <laughs> and we would we would we'd go through and, and do that. And that by itself, in my opinion, totally changed the way that we did business at twenty first century equipment. Yeah. From a used equipment perspective. Right. Because we had I was looking at the process side of it. And really trying to drive that down, trying to figure out where the market was going, what things were going, and 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 you were giving me instant data. Hey, instant. This is what I'm seeing happen right now. Yep. This is and, and we were literally, however wide a five drawer <laughs> yeah. part. I mean, what that looks like. You know what I mean? Yep. And we would freaking go do that, and we would. I, I think that's where you read so much stuff about. Different stuff that's going on with with with, uh, with teams and what the team looks like to build and and what that growing that relationship with that team and what that right. looks like. Yep. And to be real honest with you, if we never had got if we never would have worked together in in the dungeon, I don't know that you and I would have ever really had that. Oh, I don't think we not at all because kind of we weren't. I mean, we got more friendly right. that first year. But by the time we spent, what, two years in there, right? A year and a half. year and a half. Spent a year and a half in there, and we were, like, extremely most casual-level buddies at the start. Yeah. And by the time the day you left, we were both in tears. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. It was one of those deals where being able to have somebody that and we're so complete opposite. Yes. But that, like, feeds it. Right. Yeah, very much so. And it was the one thing about that whole deal that I would say. Which is funny because I say we're complete opposites and you answer by going, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> <They> have, Confirmed. <laughs> the one thing about that was is that the data that I was compiling via the Internet and the data that you were giving me via your real-life conversations. Right. Remember how I'd quite, I'm like, dude, I'm looking at this over here, and this is saying this, and you're telling me this, it's, which was not the same information that I was gathering. Right. Like, auction data, retail data, those kind of things. Because what you were giving me was real-life data where the auction data, wasn't that it was like 
year old data or anything like that, but it was 30 day old data, right? 25 day old data, 60 day data, something like that. And then the retail data is the retail data. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, right. you got yep. you can ask whatever you want for a piece of equipment. But I'm looking at this auction data, and you're telling me that I, you know, everyone I've talked to so far, I've talked to seven people, and every one of them give me the same number on this, and I've not prompted them for anything. Well, that's less than what we're seeing here. We were able to start tracking and forward predicting downturns in the marketplace that we'd never seen before. Right. Yep. Quicker than we'd ever seen before. Because, again, I was mining all the data I could come off the internet with, and you were giving me, I just yeah. talked, hey, you yeah. want to see if you, we can move some of them 24-row planters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, uh, uh, yeah. I've tried for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, there's a problem. Yeah. And that that was one of those things where I would say that 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 lead time between having I mean, it's one thing to have somebody in the in the uh organization that you work with that you can have that conversation with. It's another thing when they're in the same complex that you're in. Right. Where you can physically walk down and have that conversation like you're telling me this, but here's what I'm seeing, so explain to me what what why am I seeing something different than you are? You can start having those yeah. challenging conversations of, you know, of course, I think Aaron's just trying to sell stuff too cheap. Right? <laughs> of course. And, and then we start having that conversation, and I start looking at it, and I'm like, you're right, dude. I mean, this is, this is not what we thought it was. This is X or this is Y. Right. And I'm just trying to sell it. Right. And, that, and this is what it takes. Yeah, and that's, and that's where that differentiation between the – the art and the science of the business come together. Yeah, right. I get it. I mean, like the art of the business is the oh, I'm gonna come up with this. You know, here's our formulaic how we get to the the trade value of whatever it is that we're yeah. doing. And da, da da da. But the science part of it is that hard and fast data. Even even the data that you pull off the internet, it's not necessarily science, right? Right. I mean, depending on where you're pulling it from and what that is. It's not necessarily. It's a it's it's, it's a portion. Though. It's a portion of it. I mean, yeah. but but it's also someone's opinion, right? If you're pulling retail data down, that's someone's opinion that is has a million different reasons of why they got there to it. Right? There had to be one yeah. one guy to price it to start, right? And everybody went from that there. poor son of a bitch. I feel sorry for that guy <laughs> I every know, time. You know what I mean? The first guy that puts that piece out. Don't there, trade oh. for it. There's not one on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that's that's. Uh, God, dog, I, I feel sorry for that guy. But all that being said, that that formation of that the art versus the science of the business, I felt like we were able to really grow that oh, and yeah. mold that very much. And I think, and, and and the lessons that I learned in that in that little, however big that ten by eight room, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> however big no, that space was, it was. It might have been, it, it been twelve by eight. I'd give you that. It was it was kind of it was it wasn't eight. There ain't no way in hell that was eight. Because by the it was your dog in the door. That was it. Right on that end. Yeah. Because it was it was literally the desk, and if I would set my chair there, and then the shelf. Right. Tractor shelf. Yeah. So it, it was like six maybe. Yeah. I don't think I could have laid crossways. Yeah, it was tight, but it was awesome. It was badass. Those lessons that came out of that, as far as I'm concerned, those that year and a half that I spent in that room were the best year and a half of my career. 
Yeah. Not because of the bullshit that we did going out and playing basketball at noon and shit like that. <laughs> but I mean, I'm talking about Lifting like, weights and not being able to move my arms for a week. <laughs> but but just just the things that we came up with while we were down here. Right. And those the vision and, and the just the overall scope of the stuff that we came up with really defined, I think, what we were trying to do as a used equipment department. Yep. And the the direction that we were trying to take the overall yeah absolutely business that we were trying to grow right and what that looked like and trying to understand like okay so if we're going to do this on the new side this is what happens has to happen on the new side and then trying to build that that flow and that rhythm so that everybody you know management got that yep. and understood what we were trying to do and like if we're going to go out and sell you know 100 new combines well, this is what the backside looks like. Yep, and 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 growing that and understanding that and really being able to focus on those on those those uh, key indicators of where the market was going. Right. Yeah. Because little did we know in two thousand and thirteen, like we saw the writing, like we kind of started to see. Oh, this, I mean, yeah, I mean the market's off. Well, th- but that's because power. we, as a company do so many combine deals Mm -hmm. especially back then we had substantially more it was just combine city man like we were known throughout the u.s as being the combine dealer you know we had a combine problem before the world did we had a combine problem before it was cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we invented the combine problem Woo! i always wonder where that started (laughs) but um so, when the rest of the world was feeling 13, 14 on combines, we were already there, man. Yeah. We were, we knew, we were, we, already, saw it, we were already dealing in them numbers right. and crying and bleeding to death and it yeah. sucked, but we were moving inventory. Yep. We, we were already doing it for a couple of years. Yeah. So. And, and, and the thing about that, the I lessons. actually felt 14 was an uptick. <laughs> well, in, in a lot of instances, it, it was, man. I mean, for a lot of people. I, mean, I, I remember sitting down there going like, man, dude, we've got a, we've got a problem here. We've got a situation oh, yeah. that we need to figure out. Because it was, it was so off kilter that there was just no... There, I don't know that we could come up with a good... A good scenario that showed we were going to be able to do anything other than liquidation. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like we were like, and God bless the fact that we have a great management group. Absolutely. At the time, I mean, our management group at the time was like, "Yep, you're right. We need we need to start looking at some doing some of these things. Here's what liquidation needs, but here's what you can do. Like, here's here's your parameters. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. And there's a lot of dealerships out there that were like. No, I can pay a lot of interest for that. Right, you know what I mean. Yep. And you know, God bless the fact that we've got a strong, a strong management group that we're like, this is going to suck. But yeah, you're right. We need to make exactly. this happen so we can keep moving forward. And I, I'm just for my first two jobs in this industry for a guy that doesn't know anything from anything about anything at the time. Correct. I mean. <laughs> It was it was so. I mean, I worked at a place where I learned the used equipment business, right? right. 
then I had a place that I came to that let me do the things that I didn't know any different. I mean, I, right. I wasn't trying anything because I was like, oh, this, is, I mean, this is the way it works. This is, this is it. Right. I'm like, ah, I've seen this work once other before. So <laughs> maybe it works here too, you know? And it, they, they would let me, they let me do those things, right? Yep. And, and grow those things and do those things. So that, that two year period of the transition between you going out of, of true hardcore territory sales yep. into this, where we're at now, that first two years really laid a foundation for me, yeah. for my career that, to be really honest with you, if I wouldn't have had that opportunity, I don't know what would have happened. Because I, I had so many air, It was like a lab. you know, It was like a test lab. Oh, yeah. I mean, I had so many like, okay, well, just see if this works. Right. All right, cool. That sucked. All right, let's see if this works. Right? That yeah. sucked, too. Oh, this yeah, worked. I totally, I totally this one, get it. You know what I mean? Like, this one worked. Okay, all right, cool. So here's one little aspect that worked great for this particular microcosm. Exactly. And you start having these little victories along the way, and all of a sudden, you put together a story that's actually a pretty good little story to tell. Yeah. And Very I just, true. That was, if I wouldn't have had that, that little learning lab, that God bless the people that let me do it. I don't know that. I don't. I really don't know where what would happen right now. Yeah, I hear you. Well, and that I get what you mean. The beauty of being able to create my world let you drill into the the lab, and no, you know that that's taking care of itself over there. Now I can really dig in. Yeah. Is that what you, that's what is that's, that what you that's mean? what I'm talking about yeah I mean like for example I mean remember that time we suckered um Dad Shively and Tim Scholes into believing that Deadwood was halfway between where you guys at well we'll be there eventually <laughs> but, but oh that was great but that was like that's what I'm talking about like we had an opportunity yeah to go sit down and talk with two other guys. That was, the exact that was almost the first summit. It was, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we sat in a room and we talked about what are you doing here, how do you do this, well, when you look at this, what do you do, you know? From the yellow world, that's where you got that idea from, and yeah. that's why that day happened in the first place. Right. Plus, yeah. Tim and I were kind of the first two in the whole country doing the used thing. Right. Just selling used. Just selling used, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a it was a very much a we had that opportunity to sit down and have that conversation with him. We I mean, we spent what a day and a half together? Yeah. Just talking about what were you doing? How did you do this? When you do this, when you do that, you know? And it it was a, again, just another learning lab thing. You know yeah, I mean? It was absolutely. It was great. I mean that was was that? Is that late 2011? Hmm. Uh, fall, early fall 11, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, we had this, but but doing those kind of things and, and, and really diving into that kind of stuff, I mean, that really changed the way we looked at the business. Yeah. Right? I mean, yep, definitely. I mean, it really upped the way that my reliance on you going out and doing the things that you were doing and your reliance on me to make sure that I was dialed into what was going on because 
to be real honest with you, I mean, my trade values had to reflect what was going on in the marketplace. Exactly. No matter how unpopular they were. Right. Time, right. But we had, to, we had to reflect that in the marketplace and then be able to justify where we were going. And the first time that you got to use me as a reference, well, Aaron's been trying to, I don't care what he's been trying to sell for, rah, 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 rah. Yeah, it's like, and you're welcome, guys. <laughs> that was always my thing. I was like, my barometer. I mean, I go, yep. we got a guy over here trying to go out and get after stuff. And I go, mind you, I am sitting four and a half feet from him. <laughs> yep. So I hear exactly. the conversations that he's having, right? I go, so uh, it's not that he is. He's not. Yeah, up, I'm, I'm not right? giving you false information. Right. I go, in so, order to sell more shit. It's one of those things. I go, it's just. This is where the market's headed. Yep. And I think going into that downturn that we saw, 2014, 2015, 2016, those kind of things, everybody here went into that wide eyes wide open. Oh, yeah. There was no smoke and mirrors. Nope. There was no, like, here it comes. Like we knew what was coming, right? And I can't say that for for every, no. for every everybody out there. No. It was a... Uh, is a great thing. So I mean, so I think, I think to kind of put this in perspective and to wrap this up, I am, I'm the luckiest person on the planet for a number of reasons. But to go into an industry that, you know, going into an an ag related industry when you're not from an ag right. perspective, right? It is. It's. A, I don't know why it is either. It's an intimidating thing. Oh yeah. I mean, if I went into the oil business, or I went into the the paper business, or something like that, I would just hey, I'm gonna learn about the paper business, right? right. For whatever reason, going into the agriculture business is yeah. such a. I don't know how to put it. I mean, it's like one of those things where if you talk to anybody. To go into and do a sales job that's not from that didn't grow up on a farm to go into sell ag stuff. Oh man, it's it's the most impossible thing to get them to, to do that. I can promise you that whatever they were selling beforehand, they weren't. There's not like seven generations of family were selling diapers, right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's like yeah. it's like one of those things. Like I don't understand why there's such that disconnect. To to be where I'm at now and and to have done the things that I've done and, and to and to to work with guys like you and, and, and functionally put those things together, I, I'm lucky to be where I'm at because I've I've never had I've never worked at a bad place. Right. To put me in a bad position or to teach me something that's so far out in left field that like where what the hell are you talking about right now? Exactly. Right? You know? Yep. Like I've had like my first job out of the gate was like working and understanding what used equipment processes looked like on pricing and how to how to functionally drive that market. Right. Then I get and knowing what the hell a combine was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't barely, yeah, barely even knew what that was. But yeah, then to yeah. go work at a place where they give you the free reign to do what you need to do when you need to do it. Yep. And 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 failure is okay. For a while, right? You know, figure it out, you know. <laughs> you know? And then, and then, get, and they listen to what you're saying and letting you grow and functionally do the things that you do and, right. and really operate within this 
this microcosm of a of a of a thing. I mean, every place I've ever worked has has given me that latitude, right? And it's it's a, it's it's one of those things where there's no real like lucky. Like I had, a, I had an interview the other day with guys from Arrow, and the last question they asked me like they give you one word that described your life. What would it be? And I'm like lucky, right? Because there's no mine would be blessed, undeniably. <laughs> but, it, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, eh, I'm here taking up space, but I'm being productive at the same time, right? And and no matter how like the lead time looks like and those kind of things and how far out, yep, I am with some of the stuff I come up with. Because there's plenty of stuff that I come up with that guys look at me like this is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know why? Because you're just batshit crazy smart dude regular people we were talking about a project for like three months and today I just finally got 25% of it and then my eyes glazed over and I'm like alright time out I, I, I'm not going to remember anything else you say very different people well, <laughs> well I, mean, I mean but that's but I mean, that's why it's, and like when you got here you came from that established background be it small but had shit going and we we were ripe for it we didn't have anything of the nature so yeah. so I, I think it's one of those deals where i'm i just i look on it and i'm i mean i don't know on this podcast we've ever told the story of how aaron and i got to where we're at because it wasn't it wasn't like i showed up and oh aaron Aaron's a used equipment sales guy. You know, right. it's like we like, this whole thing just like came out of nothing, you know. Yep. I mean, and it it, it just kind of grew into what it was, and and it's just truly one of those fantastic parts of my life that I I just can't imagine had I not picked the phone up and taken that call with that recruiter, you know, and 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 done those things like what. I mean, what are right. you doing right now? You know, what I, mean? I you know, who knows? I mean, who knows what you'd be doing? You know, but it's just one of those things where it just everything kind of fell in place and, and never had a, a. It's just like it was supposed to happen, right? You know, so so long story short is if you're listening to this and you and you're a used equipment guy, remarketing manager, whatever you want to call it, I'm a big fan of used equipment manager. It's my favorite title to put right. on on this thing here, but. Pre-owned equipment relocation specialist. <laughs> but if you have whatever your title is that you're doing, and you have an opportunity to bring somebody in that can make a big difference in what it is that's going on around you, whether that is just selling or bringing in the process side of it, maximize your strengths and minimize your your weaknesses, and that is. A thousand percent, what where Aaron and I kind of that yin and yang thing was at. I mean, my my strength was really trying to understand what was going on in the marketplace. Aaron's strength was making fourteen thousand phone calls in a day, and that was and emails and everything else that came into that. Yeah, and maximizing those two things, smashing them together, and going out and making a difference in what was going on. So. And as far as as far as I'm concerned, I I there the only other thing I 
would honestly do right now is own the Broncos, and I don't have two billion, so <laughs> we're good. It's worth that much, really? Huh? Western Arrowhead's worth that much, huh? Huh. That's enough out of you. <laughs> All right. Good stopping point, man. Aaron, folks want to reach out to you? you rotten bastard. <laughs> <laughs> folks want to reach out to you, get more information about what you have going on. What's the best way to do that? Uh Call me, text me, uh, text probably better if you can, um, 308-760-1193, or I am fairly active on the ag Twitterverse at times, um, at AaronFintel, and my email is afintel at 21equip.com. And I'm Casey Seymour. You can find me at Moving Iron Podcast. Uh... Well, you can find me at Moving Iron LLC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also go to movingironllc.com where you can find all the editions of, of the Moving Iron podcast. All the blog posts are up there. Check that out. I updated everything over the weekend, so there's everything is up right now. Um, my latest pod, or latest blog is uh, Don't Try to Catch a Falling Knife, uh, kind of talking about where we're going to go and what I see happening coming up um, with, the, uh, with the marketplace. Check that out. Also go to... Uh, Moving Iron um, LLC, and you can find all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville from September 6th through the 7th, or 7th and the 8th, I'm sorry. And you can get all the information there about that. If you want to give me a call, you can call me at 308-765-0495, and that is the, uh, the best phone number to get me at. So if you want to check that out, do so. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, it be good to hear from you. So... With that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. Let's go with some iron, folks. Out. Axon Tire is going to have more tips, tricks, and client advice throughout the year and in September at the Moving Iron Summit in Nashville. If you're looking to sign up for the event, please head over to movingironllc.com. We hope to see you there. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. See